0: Welcome back to the Movie Bubble Podcast. This week you've got myself, Colin, and I'm joined by Brennan as we talk about the opening weekend for Ready or Not, Angel Has Fallen, and Overcomer. And remember, you can always check us out online at moviebubblereviews.com. Okay, so this week's top five opening in the number one spot is Angel Has Fallen with 21.25 million domestically, followed by Good Boys in its second week at 11.75 million domestically. Overcomer opens up in the number three spot for 8.2 million domestic, followed by The Lion King in the number four spot with 8.15 million domestic. And Hans and Shaw rounds out the top five with 8.14 million domestic. Um, So it's it's not a very aggressive box office right now, I'd say, I mean, the, the three, four and five spot, you know, we're just, um, we're in the hundreds of thousands, uh, not even that, like a $50,000 difference between them. Um, so it's a little bit competitive there. Uh, but I mean, Angel has fallen is doing pretty well. It's it's pretty much on track with the previous installments in the franchise. Um, I mean, it's, it's uh, reviewed as poorly as the previous installments in the franchise as well, <laughs> but it seems to be making a decent amount of money. And, you know, it's a twenty-one, little over twenty-one million dollar debut on a forty million dollar budget, and that's just domestically. Uh, so this movie should, should at least return its investment.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that what you're seeing here, this movie, pretty much opened to identical numbers uh, of the. Last one, London has fallen, um, which came out in 2016. Now, Olympus has fallen, posted a $30 million opening, but Olympus didn't really do big damage overseas. Whereas you're looking at uh, London has fallen, did great overseas. Um, Angel has fallen. We've yet to kind of see that foreign gross. We'll see that kind of soon. And uh, I would expect that this movie does well overseas does well domestically. And this also uh, angel has fallen has the lowest budget of all three of the films in the franchise. I think that was such a smart move uh, from Lionsgate, a really good, good idea just to kind of, bring the budget down on this movie, be a little bit safe with it. And I think they're going to get a really good return uh, over the next few weeks. And I think this could turn into a pretty profitable movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, this is a franchise. It makes yeah uh, for, for Lionsgate. It's pretty successful. They just, they haven't had the best luck recently trying to launch a lot of stuff. I mean, they do have John wick, uh, which is just pulled in ridiculous numbers every time but they do kind of have these little um just like really forgettable franchises like the has fallen movies um i completely forgot these movies existed until i was beat over the head with the trailer for this every time i went to the movies this summer <laughs> um but it's yeah i guess i just don't have a ton to say
1: about angel has fallen <laughs> Yeah, no, for me, there's there's not really much I, I need to touch on. But I think that they are, uh, um, the franchise has become decently profitable. And I think uh, that we'll see when the foreign gross kind of comes in for this film, we'll see kind of if the trend continues. But it's looking like uh, they made a smart move here by bringing the budget down a little bit and kind of maximizing their potential profits. So Angel's Farm looks like it's on pace to be kind of just as successful uh, as the last few and just as poorly reviewed.
0: yep so move on to the number two spot which is good boys this is its second week at the box office pulled in 11.75 million and it has a pretty small drop um you know it's it's only 45.1 percent which is uh, pretty good as far as when you're looking at how much a movie drops especially for a comedy um it's it's retaining a pretty solid audience and it's already made uh quite a bit of money back on its budget you know it's it was budgeted around 20 million it's already at 48 almost 49 million worldwide right now and so it's it's making money
1: yeah for sure this is a film that i think will have decent legs i mean next weekend's labor day weekend it's not going to be an overly crowded weekend you're going to see pretty much all the same films you're seeing now in theaters just kind of continuing uh, so i'd expect uh, this movie to kind of hold on next weekend as well and see uh continue to see decently small uh, drop-offs, and this movie's kind of starting to roll out overseas this weekend and next weekend. So I'd expect this movie to just continue to uh, rake in the money because it's it's um it's kind of a simple concept. You know what you're kind of getting yourself into with this film by by watching the trailer and it's an enjoyable movie. um, I think it'll continue to to pull in the money, and we might see this thing even surpass a hundred million worldwide by the time it's done.
0: Yeah, and I mean, this is one of the few comedies to really take off this year. I mean, I think the most notable one that kind of flopped would be Stuber last month. Um, but it it just hasn't been a very forgiving summer for movies in general. And comedy has kind of really been hit by that. And Good Boys just seems to be one of the one of the successes amidst all these flops or barely make the budget back movies that we've seen over the past couple months. For sure. Yeah, so in the number three spot was Overcomer with 8.2 million. I did not know this movie existed until this week when I saw it on the coming releases list. Um, it's made uh, again. It's it's 8.2 million. It's got about a five million dollar budget, uh, which is is pretty typical for these type of kind of religious movies uh, for Affirm Films or uh, I forget like. Good flicks or whatever the other the other big uh, pure Christian pure film flicks. pure flicks. That's what it is. Yeah, it, it's pretty solid budget uh, for this kind of film, and a pretty standard return on it so far. Uh, this movie's not just going to have great legs, I don't think. Um, you know, well, one thing that you really notice with most of these religious movies is they tend to release around Easter or Christmas, and that really carries them through for quite a while. Uh, but we don't have any any big holidays coming up as far as uh the christianity goes but um this movie's coming out at the end of august so it's it's kind of an odd time to drop it but i think it'll make a decent amount of money it's already made a decent amount of money i just don't think it's going to hang around very long
1: yeah no for sure i think that this weekend and next weekend as i said being labor day weekend it'll make its money this weekend and next weekend i think probably the play was that they couldn't really find a holiday to fit this thing around so they wanted to throw it late august so it would have its opening weekend then have labor day to kind of fall on in its second weekend so um i think that uh, given that they'll make their they'll make the money that they want to make they'll they'll be profitable and uh they'll, they'll do solid but yeah i agree this movie isn't going to hang around for a while but it's going to attract its base and it's going to make uh, some decent money
0: yeah so that is overcomer and then the Lion King is in the number four spot, uh, once again making buku bucks. It's sitting around $1.5 right now. It's currently the ninth highest grossing movie of all time, uh, which is is just wild. Um, and it, it pulled in another $8 million, uh, another really small drop of just 33, almost 34%. And I think we're just going to c- keep continuing to see this. Uh, for quite a while because you know blockbuster season is over the next big movie we have is it chapter two in two weeks but as far as something that's you know kind of direct family friendly uh, lion king competition we don't really have just a ton in the immediate future so i think lion King's going to hang around and continue to pull in just ridiculous amounts of money
1: yeah just surpassed $1.5 billion. That's a huge milestone. Now, $1.6 billion might be a bit of a stretch, but you're going to see this thing make um, several more tens of millions of dollars uh, over the next few weeks, kind of with Labor Day, kind of just uh, the weekends down the road, because it has shown that it's it got great legs. It doesn't quite have Aladdin legs, but it didn't need to, considering it had just that monstrous opening weekend. Uh, so, yeah, this is just continuing to make a, a ton of money
0: yeah and i think so it's it's the ninth highest grossing movie of all time i think it could very easily become the seventh by the end of its run Um, it's only sitting about eight million behind furious seven and about nine and a half million behind the avengers Uh, that is the first avengers movie and so i think it'll definitely make those up especially if it's you know pulling in eight million this week Granted, it won't pull in as much next week, but it's not going away anytime soon. And so I think we'll see it slowly inch ahead of those two. And I don't think it'll cross the number six spot. Jurassic World is sitting about 160 some odd million ahead of it. So unless there's like a Lion King extended re-release or something crazy, (laughs) I don't think we'll see it move much further up the charts. But just the fact that it's already cracked the top 10 is insane
1: yeah for sure this thing just it's it's just continuing to make uh, ridiculous amounts of money and i think we're going to see that kind of teeter off a little bit uh maybe in a month or so but the next few weeks is going to continue to make solid cash yeah and
0: speaking of movies that are making solid cash the number five spot rounding out the top five is Hobbs and shaw which pulled in just a little bit below lion king at 8.14 million. It also had its China release this week and made just ridiculous amounts of money there. It's sitting at 588, almost $89 million worldwide. And, you know, just again, it just opened in China. So we'll see that number uh, climb fairly significantly here in the next week or so.
1: Yeah, this is a film that is about to surpass $150 million domestically. It, it's making good money, but as as you said, it, it opened up in China, and it made $100 million in China this past weekend, 102 million exactly, which is the second highest opening in the franchise in China. Now, that is still well behind uh, The Fate of the Furious, which opened up to $184 million in China, but still, to be the second highest opening of the franchise in China is great. Uh, this movie will probably probably surpassed 200 million in China that's kind of conservative estimates this thing could even get up as high as 250 275 300 in China so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays out but now uh, the fact that it's up to about 588 million worldwide I don't think they're gonna worry as much about this uh, about kind of their their profits as the weeks go on um, I'm not 100% sure where the uh, the, the end and point is for hobbs and shaw but i think for sure 700 million is uh safe it's a safe bet i think they'll definitely pass that
0: yeah i i don't see it crossing a billion um you know it's not going to pull in as much money as some of the previous uh fast and furious installments but it is making really good money it's more than justified its existence as a spinoff and has kind of continue to prove that we're not tired of seeing cars blow up and gratuitous shots of uh, bikinis and butts. So way to go, Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) Um, So we'll move on to some other releases that did not crack the top five, but are either new releases this week or have uh, slowly been expanding. So the first is Ready or Not, uh, which is a, I guess it's technically a Disney film. It's a uh, Fox Searchlight uh, movie. It's the hide and seek movie and it opened up to 7.5 million, just a little over that. Um, so it's in the number six spot. And I love this movie. Um, I'm gonna be honest, it like it's it's one of the just wackiest, most fun, but also like really good in terms of its horror elements, horror movies. Um, it reminds me a lot of Cabin in the Woods, just in terms of like the tone of it, and I have very rarely had that much fun watching a horror movie.
1: That's a good sign. I'm definitely going to check this movie out soon. I've heard a lot of great things, and I didn't really know what to think, what to make of this movie when I first saw the trailer a few months ago. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I didn't really have super high expectations, Expectations for it. But then I saw the review start to pour and I saw the great reception that this movie was getting. And I'm definitely really interested in this movie did come out on a Wednesday. So it did get a midweek release. So it made 7.5 this weekend, but 10.5 total so far if you include kind of the wednesday thursday gross so 10.5 for the first five days i doubt this movie had a crazy high budget so it should make its money back in terms of marketing and 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 budget i don't think it'll turn a massive profit but i think it should be okay financially but i think it's a great sign that we're kind of getting a movie uh that that is this good kind of great fan reaction great critic reaction i think it's great to see that Kind of in a, in a late summer time slot for uh, for a horror film.
0: Yeah, and we're starting to really kick off the horror season in earnest now. So we have Ready or Not opening up obviously this this weekend. Um, we've got It Chapter Two in a couple weeks, and then we will really just heavily hit our slate of horror movies for the next two months, two and a half months ish. Um, And I I think it was a great start to the horror movie season. Um, Like, I cannot stress enough just, like, how enjoyable this is. You know, I kind of went into it pretty wary because of uh, Truth or Dare that came out last year. And so when I saw the trailer for this, I thought it was another gimmicky, like, oh, let's take a well-known game and make a dumb movie out of it. Uh, But it actually manages to be, like, this really just smart, really fast, really fun uh, movie about rich people trying to kill people with antique weapons. Uh, And I mean, really, what more could you ask for? (laughs) No, for sure. Um, So we'll move away from horror and we'll go to a movie that changed Shia LaBeouf as a person, uh, in his own words. (laughs) And that is The Peanut Butter Falcon, uh, which I did get a chance to catch this week as well. Um, It opened up wide. Um, It's been slowly expanding these past couple of weeks, but it did open up wide, had a Little bit over three million for its gross this week, and it's it's honestly one of my favorite movies of the year. I like guess just this really sincere, heartfelt journey about uh, Shia LaBeouf, and and he's he plays this outlaw, and he he meets a, a kid with Down syndrome who wants to become a pro wrestler, and it's just kind of their hijinks together, and and their bond is almost like a father and son situation, and it's like it's just one of the most really heartfelt movies I've seen this year, and was just a really nice breath of fresh air coming into um, you know, the awards movie season where we're going to start having a lot more of these, um, you know, smaller movies or more, less blockbusters. <laughs> There's more uh, dramas basically is the point of the year we're getting into. And this was a really good entry point for me into that.
1: Yeah. This is a movie that has kind of been on my radar these last few weeks. Now it's not out in uh, Canada yet up here, so I haven't been able to to uh, check it out um but but it's it's great to see that this movie made a lot of money this weekend i mean over three million dollars uh for a film kind of this uh scale um only 991 theaters too so i mean you look at the per theater average and uh this movie did really well uh, in terms of just raw per theater average it was 10th which isn't too bad considering we had a lot of uh uh kind of one two three theater releases this weekend of kind of just more um Focused smaller film. So I think that it did a did a really solid job and I'm really excited to see this movie expand I think it's a really interesting uh, interesting uh, Premise and story so I'm definitely excited to see it. I'm glad you enjoyed it and I definitely want to see it uh, get up here in Canada soon
0: Yeah, and I think they were really smart in how they rolled this out. So they uh, a lot of the the big theater chains um had a an early showing kind of a a preview kind of thing uh, about two weeks ago so i know amc and regal did it pretty much nationwide and they gave out free tickets and so i think they generally generated a lot of positive buzz that way and really helped um carry it this weekend and you know i don't think it'll expand just a ton more um, but for a movie like this you don't really need to um and so, so I, I think it'll continue to earn a pretty solid box office haul, And I haven't been able to find numbers on the budget, but having seen the movie, I can't imagine it was that large of a budget. Um, so this movie is going to be a
1: pretty solid financial success if I had to guess. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I'd, I'd, definitely agree with that uh, notion.
0: Yeah. Um, and so yeah, go see this movie. It's great. Um, it's hilarious. It's really sincere. Uh, it's it's actually a part of my favorite genre of movies, uh, which is the genre where John Bernthal shows up for less than five minutes. Um, that's also to... my favorite genre. <laughs> for <laughs> the past four years, once a year, he's in a movie where he literally shows up for like five minutes. Um, I don't know why Hollywood has decided to to put him in this scenario, uh, but that's where he's at. And so it was nice to briefly see him again. I uh, can't wait to see what he does next year. Uh, <laughs> <but>
1: <laughs> that's pretty much it for oh Peanut Butter Falcon. God. You know what? That's, s- perfect. That, that's perfect. That's uh, perfect. I I, I, saw him kind of in the cast list, and I wanted to ask you after we were done recording uh, what, what he did. And just to hear that he was back doing his thing, doing his little five-minute snippets, I mean, that just makes me want to see this movie more.
0: Yeah, I mean, he has, like, his role is is really nice and it's uh a pretty big part of the movie but yeah it follows kind of in the vein of uh what are we talking about baby driver widows and um wind river where he's he's briefly there gets the story going then he's gone
1: i um, mean i so guess we'll for, see ford v ferrari later this year too we'll see kind of if, if he has another little five minute uh five minute part in ford v ferrari yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, maybe we'll get to so ten, 10 minutes of runtime this year. 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes we'll of screen there. time. Probably millions of dollars of uh, residuals coming in. That's what happens when you're Shane on the Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, so we'll move on from John Bernthal and we'll talk about uh, Britney Runs a Marathon, which had a very limited release. It's only in five theaters this past weekend. Uh, this is a been a pretty buzzy film i know nick's talked about it before Um, this is something that was really talked about uh, when he went to sundance earlier this year and has gotten a pretty solid amount of buzz from there on out Um, i've heard this is just a really like pleasant happy movie Uh, which, you know, is kind of nice every now and then. And so I'm excited to see this expand a little bit more and really hopefully find its audience. Um, This is another Amazon distributed movie. So it's just interesting to see as they really begin to establish their presence in the the theater going market. Um, It's it's
1: interesting to see
0: movies like this when they roll them out.
1: No, for sure. Uh, Nick has uh, raved about this movie and a lot of people have really talked about how uh, wonderful this movie is and i think it absolutely killed it this weekend just in terms of uh per theater average i mean it uh i believe it won the per theater average right it, it was first place uh kind of in in per theater average earnings yeah $35,000 in its per theater average and it only came out in five theaters so 175,000 dollars kind of in its first little weekend i'm 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 looking forward to it just because um I think it's neat that they are rolling it out kind of in this way. They're taking their time with it, and uh, yeah, this is a movie that I'm um, I'm definitely interested uh, to see because uh, for I've heard such great things, and it, it seems like a pretty unique movie. But it's going to take a little bit of time for it to roll out. I hear probably by the end of September or something like that is when it's going to be kind of at its full peak expansion. So it's going to take some time. Uh, but uh, really solid start for this movie, and I I think that. This sort of strong opening weekend, just in terms of its limited release, will give it decent buzz uh, here on out. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, I, I think this has been a
0: buzzy movie from the start. I think it's going to be a buzzy movie until it wins whatever awards that buzziness warrants. Um, so I'm, I'm certainly excited to see it expand over the next couple weeks. And so other than that, that's all for the new releases, um, but there was some pretty big movie news going around uh, this week. So as you might know, Spider-Man is – or may or may not still be in the MCU. Nobody really knows what that, what that looks like at this point. Really? Uh, but this Sony... is breaking news to
1: me. I didn't hear about
0: this. <laughs> the uh sony marvel deal fell apart which you know however which whichever side you want to take um <laughs> but they they weren't able to renew the agreement they had um, there were lots of reports of disney wanting a much larger stake in the spider-man movies um, as well as i even heard that uh there was they expressed interest in having creative control over even venom and some of the other spin-offs um so sony and disney were unable to reach a deal so Spider-Man has split from the MCU, but there's a million different ways that could look like. Um, I don't know. How do you how do you think this transition or lack of
1: transition or whatever you want to call it is going to really pan out? Um couldn't tell you right now, but I will I, I will kind of try to put a finger on it. I think it's tough because we're gonna see Tom Holland continue to be spider-man i think that we learned that uh this past weekend at d23 uh he he said that um that he's still gonna play spider-man and he's still very excited to play spider-man kevin feige uh didn't sound very optimistic about the future of spider-man in the mcu uh because when this first broke i'm like you know what this is wild this is huge development but i feel like they might reach a deal i feel like disney doesn't want to let this go um uh but from what i i heard over the past weekend kevin feige did not sound very optimistic at all he he said that there was a finite amount of time they had to to make the spider-man movies in the mcu and he said he they told the story they wanted to tell so uh it's kind of a bummer to hear it uh from a business standpoint uh from a just pure fiscal standpoint i am all uh on sony's side on this one i think that they need to protect their properties uh they can't be going 50-50, and even some of the reports that were saying 70-30, they can't do that either. Sony needs a lot of control over the character of Spider-Man. They don't have as much uh, as Disney, not even close. I mean, Sony still has PlayStation. They're huge in the TV business, so I mean, they're making their money elsewhere. They don't solely need movies, but they need Spider-Man. Spider-Man is just such a huge character, and you can't let Disney strong-arm you there. I, I think what this does kind of point to is that in terms of major blockbusters, there really isn't much artistic, uh, it's not really about the content, and I think that it, it just comes down to the dollars uh, and the bottom line, and I think that that's what we're seeing here. Um, now, I really want to see the Tom Holland arc kind of continue, because I think that they they left things uh, wide open for uh, exploration at the end of Far From Home, I think that they gave themselves a great opportunity for a third film. Um, So I really want to see that story continue. I'm okay if he doesn't have to have a crossover with MCU characters, but I'd still love to see him continue that story that they had already started. But I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a while before we really find out uh, where things are going to land in terms of this. Uh, What do you make of it? Yeah, I mean, we're pretty uncharted waters
0: at this point i mean you know the the deal that kind of brought spider-man into the mcu is something that we've never really seen before and so it's fallout is going to be kind of the same um from what i understand and and so where it gets dicey is no one has really outright said that that the continuity is going to change or that spider-man um you know can't still exist kind of in this world um but it's going to get dicey because there are elements that Disney owns and elements that Sony owns. um, But they're all part of this world they've built for Spider-Man. And so seeing him kind of ripped out of that will be really awkward, especially considering the role that Tony Stark has played in this version of Peter Parker's life um, to not be able to mention him or (laughs) Spider-Man can't say the name of the guy that gave him all the tech he has. Um, There are a lot of loose ends that I think, sony and, and marvel are going to have to figure out how they want to tie um i think it could be interesting to see spider-man kind of move into his own i know that's been a common complaint with this franchise is that it's basically iron man three and a half iron man four and a half um like it's, it's a it's very fixated on iron man for a spider-man movie and so seeing him kind of return to his world uh, could be could be kind of nice um but yeah it's it's really hard to gauge where this thing's going to land i know i mean i love spider-man i don't really like sony as a production company just because i see they i i, I they make a lot of bad moves trying to just chase after profits i mean that's kind of what tanked uh <laughs> the first spider-man franchise and the second spider-man franchise and so i'm hoping it won't take the third spider-man franchise uh, but i do know they're eager to get venom and spider-man together and i i don't want to think about that just yet um but as far as you know sony uh standing their ground i i agree um spider-man is really all they have Um, they do have jumanji which is starting to become a franchise and i mean charlie's angels depending on how this uh next reboot really pans out Uh, but as far as like guaranteed successes they really only have (laughs) spider-man and so I, I definitely agree with the stance they took on that and I love Spider-Man in the MCU. I'm going to miss having him around. It'll be really odd um, to see how the MCU deals with that with, you know, the the kid who's kind of been pitched as the next Iron Man, you know, he's kind of supposed to carry um a good chunk of the next couple phases on his shoulders. Just seeing him gone, it'll be interesting to see how they fill that void, and then how Spider-Man fills the void of the larger universe um, with Spider-Man Three, or however they they want to take moving Tom Holland Spider-Man forward.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's a tough tough situation. um I don't know where they're going to go from here. I just really hope that kind of at the end of the day, we're we're not going to see a fourth Spider-Man in, in the span of kind of 20 years or so, because uh, that's not, not what we need to happen. And I, we know that Tom Holland's going to continue, and I really hope that is the truth. I hope that Tom Holland does continue to be Spider-Man. That, that's what we're kind of being led to believe right now. That's what's being said. Uh, but anything can really happen, and I hope that that is kind of what happens in the end. Um, uh, We'll see what happens, but this is this is wild developments that i i just don't think uh, a lot of people were prepared to hear this development and i i think that this is something that has been kind of creeping up on people but we didn't really know when kind of the hammer was going to drop um for this news but this is something that was kind of kind of coming and and coming and now here it is and it's a pretty crazy uh situation overall
0: yeah and i i think it'll be really interesting to see how they move forward with this next spider-man um you know i could see them now that multiple universes have really been played with in the mcu i could easily see them be like oh no peter got sucked through a black hole with all his friends and now they're in this (laughs) spider-man only universe um so i I think they definitely have room to kind of play around with that but it it is going to be weird um, and it's gonna suck because now we've had Spider-Man in the MCU, and we're going back to not having Spider-Man, uh, not giving him the ability to, you know, sit in PE and watch a Captain America exercise video, or, <laughs> or hang around with Iron Man or be an Avenger. And so it's it'll, it'll be it'll be uh, really interesting uh,
1: looking at it going forward. Yeah, no, for sure, definitely agree with that.
0: Yeah, so that kind of wraps up everything that's going on with the box office this weekend. Um, Next weekend will be interesting in the fact that it's not going to be interesting. (laughs) Um, It's Labor Day weekend, which is pretty much always seen as a dead weekend. Uh, hardly anything ever releases on Liberty Weekend, if anything at all does. Normally, you'll have some re-releases. Uh, the, the top earners of the summer will normally come back to IMAX or 3D or whatever the, the premium formats are. And um, we, we really don't have <laughs> just anything new opening up next weekend. We'll probably see some solid performances from some of the current top five box office earners. Uh, But nothing really that exciting going on over Labor Day weekend.
1: Yeah, there isn't uh, much coming out next weekend. But yeah, definitely, as you said, we're going to see a lot of the kind of current top five just perform well next weekend, kind of have small drop-offs. There is a a Chinese film, uh, Niza, which has made $585 worldwide. It just came out a few weekends ago in China. It's going to be coming out in the United States uh, next weekend. So that's kind of one of the only... releases but it's not getting many theaters so yeah we're not really going to be seeing uh many new uh developments in terms of new releases next weekend but yeah we'll definitely see a lot of the current top five uh perform well next weekend and in that respect yeah it's it's going to be kind of a kind of a slow weekend uh, at the box office kind of just the same old stuff yeah so
0: uh, check us out next weekend um, not sure what we'll be talking about but we'll probably be talking about something and remember as always you can check us out online at moviebabblereviews.com and we'll talk at you later